Hey, special ed teachers. Today's episode will be part two of the series, IEP 101, Understanding the Pages of an IEP. But before we get into it, I want to make sure that if you want to become an insider and be the first to know when a weekly episode drops, any updates and offers, go ahead and join my email list now. The link will be in the show notes. All right, let's get into the episode. Hey, special ed teachers, welcome to Stepping into Special Education. Are you confused with writing IEPs? Need a system to track data? Are you up late Googling strategies for behavior management? Do you wake up with huge goals only to feel that you're not doing enough? Hey, I'm Michelle. I too teach special ed in a low socioeconomic community. I too wanted more connection with my special needs families. I wanted help with IEP meetings and needed more training with behaviors. And I kept asking myself, am I even doing a good job? Until I finally found the right strategies and support. In this podcast, you will find guidance with IEPs, behavior strategies, and SPED support so that you will know you've made an impact. So grab your iced coffee, clipboard, and your favorite pen. It is time to get things started. Today's episode is part two of the series, IEP 101, Understanding the Pages of an IEP. If you haven't yet, make sure to listen to part one of the series. It's episode 28, IEP 101, part one, where I talk about the invitation page, excusal form, information and eligibility, present levels, special factors, and the statewide assessments page. The link will be in the show notes for uh, episode 28. But for today's show, for understanding the, ep- the pages of an IEP, I will be doing an overview of the following pages. Goals, service page, educational setting, emergency circumstance, notes, and then parent consent. This series is a three-part series where I will, I will be releasing each episode of it every other week with other topics in between. I decided to do this series due to the fact that at the very, very beginning of my career, when I first became a special ed teacher back in 2009, <laughs> I'm dating myself now, I actually did not get a one-to-one in-depth training of each page of an IEP. It wasn't until seven years later, moving to another district where I felt I finally did. People, that's seven years later, okay? But at the very beginning, I had no clue how an IEP looked like or what it entailed. Yes, I've worked with special needs students and individuals for years prior, I was a one-on-one behavior therapist. I also grew up at the early age of 12 with my mother, having a foster home, taking care of of individuals with special needs, but was never introduced the legal documentation of an individualized education plan. And that in itself is an intimidating word to anyone, right? Legal. (laughs) So I hope this series helps you get closer to feeling more confident with knowing the details of an IEP. With every episode, I really want to make sure I always go through a quick disclaimer. I am not a legal professional, just a teacher like you. 
And this is purely based on my own experience of teaching mild to moderate special education day classroom in in an elementary school setting. If you have any legal or certain questions, please reach out to your school administration or your special education department of your district. All right. You can also listen to episode 13, IEP 101, what is an IEP overview of what an IEP is used for to get a more broad overview of what this document is all about. All right. To get it started, I wanted to begin with the definition of an IEP. So an IEP is also known as your student's individualized education plan. It is a legal document for students who have an eligibility that is impeding the child's learning that requires special education services. An IEP is formed by the student's parents and or guardians and other district personnel that know the child best. This document needs to be updated at an annual IEP to follow up on the child's progress and also every three years at the student's triannual IEP to get re-evaluated to see if the child still requires special education services. Most pages of IEPs are generally laid out the same way. The information on each page of what I will be describing today might be slightly different than what you may have in your district. So here we go. IEP 101, part two, understanding the pages of an IEP. For the first page is we're going to get into the goals page. The goals are typically connected with what the student is struggling with academically or behaviorally that we want to write goals for, for the next upcoming year. The subjects can be in reading, writing, math, occupational therapy, speech therapy, or maybe an engagement goal or task completion goal. The goals should be correlated directly with what the student is struggling with in the present levels form. So in this page, you have the subject and then the specific area that they're struggling in, a baseline where the student is currently performing in that subject area. Now with the goal, some districts have a goal bank, which helps a ton. Okay, before I get into this part, I know everyone has a certain way of writing goals. The best advice I can give you is to check with your SPED department on how they would like you to write goals, all right? Usually the goals are written for the next upcoming school year, right? And then you can give supports. Um, and also explain that the student will be able to do something. For instance, a student will be able to add two-digit numbers with regrouping and solve them correctly with 80% accuracy in three to four trials as measured by either student work samples or teacher data or something like that. I know everyone has a certain way but this is based on my own experience, okay? So do what is suggested in your school district. And then right after the goal, the goal needs to be directly connected to a standard. So a standard can come from the gen ed curriculum or the alternative curriculum, depending on what setting you're teaching. Then below that, you will indicate the responsible people who are to monitor or teach the student towards this goal. It could be, of course, a special education teacher, resource teacher, 
you can put the, sometimes it's a speech teacher if it's a speech goal, or you can also put the general ed teacher as well. Then below that, depending on your school district, you need to choose either two or three objective goals that will build upon the main goal for the next year. So the objective goals are pretty much the building blocks to get to that main goals, like mini goals, right? And so these dates are usually set quarterly, building up till next year. And this could be, for instance, um, with the goal that I was talking about, adding two digit numbers with regrouping with 80% accuracy, maybe the first objective goal, you can make it 60% accuracy, right? And then the second objective goal would be 70% accuracy. So in hopes that they can reach it with 80% accuracy in one year's time, or you can adjust it by instead of adding two digit um, two-digit numbers with regrouping, maybe the first goal can have no regrouping. And then the next one after that, you can maybe put with regrouping and then just increase the percentage after that. Okay. I also like to already input the dates of when the objective goals are due. In that case, when the progress progress reports are due, then you know exactly who's are due at what time. So the first page in part two of understanding the pages of an IEP is the goals page. The next page in understanding the pages of an IEP is the service page. The service page has a combination of service options that was discussed at the meeting, either specialized academic instruction with RSP, or maybe being in the special day classroom, maybe adding speech services to that. And then after that would be the classroom accommodations listed here. What type of accommodations did the psychologist find that would be helpful? Or maybe just your experience with the child. You know, they need their passages read or if they need a multiplication table during assessments or something like that. And then below that is any modifications that you'd like to input for the child also within the classroom. Below the modifications are any other supports for the student or school personnel. Like for instance, I know as an RSP teacher, I like to indicate any support that the gen ed teacher might need from me either on a monthly basis, just so I'm checking in with him or her if they need any help with the student, with accommodations or anything like that. And then you would be listing all the special education services for the child. This is the most important part. You would put the specialized academic instruction, which is from the special education teacher. The speech services would be in here. Occupational therapy, mental health counseling is another one as well. And then you would indicate the special ed transportation if the child needs it at all. And then if the student will be attending extended school year, you would indicate that here and also the services they will be getting during the ESY or extended school year time also. So the second page in part two of understanding the pages of an IEP is the service page. The next page in understanding the pages of an IEP is the educational setting. This describes what setting the child is to be in, whether it be in special ed or remain in the general ed setting with supports. You can also indicate the physical education setting here. Are they going to be with their peers in general PE or do they have a specifically designed PE time like adapted PE? 
Are they attending their school of residence? Or does a child need to attend a different school due to their resident school not having the class program available to them there, which is why they attend a different school with the program. Also on this page, there is a preschool placement located here. Also the program setting indicating if the child is in a special ed school or do they attend public school with this program. Next is the percentage of time the child is in general education versus all their special ed services. And then list any other agencies that are involved with the IEP team. I've seen regional center be part of the team and you would check mark it here. Any social services that was participating or maybe even the mental health department as well. This page also shows how the progress is to be reported for the child. Is it going to be quarterly? Is it by semester? Definitely check with your district on this. So the third page in part two of understanding the pages of an IEP is the educational setting page. The next page in understanding the pages of an IEP is the notes page. This indicates everything that was discussed during the IEP and only what pertains to the meeting. The way I like to frame my notes is according to the agenda that was used for the meeting. You can also indicate any special referrals here, maybe in, in occupational therapy or speech therapy, or it could be a change of placement uh, IEP, right? So make sure you put that in the notes also. All IEPs should have a notes section or page, initial IEPs, amendments, annuals, and evaluations. So the fourth page in part two of understanding the pages of an IEP is the notes page. The next page in understanding the pages of an IEP is number five, the emergency circumstance page. This page, I don't know if you all have it in your districts, but I know with mine, this page came up due to the pandemic. We've all never experienced a pandemic. So this page will ensure that the SPED services will still remain and describe in what way. For instance, virtual meetings, some type of uh, emails or office hours or some type of pullout classes online. So the fifth page in part two of understanding the pages of an IEP is the emergency circumstance page. The last page in understanding the pages of an IEP is the parent consent page. This is probably the most important page. This at the very top just has the attendance sign-in page just to indicate who was participating in the meeting. The parent is not agreeing to anything on there. And I try to make sure I tell the parent that at the meeting. And then below that though, is the parent agreement. The agreement with exclusions. Uh, maybe they decline it, or maybe the student did not qualify for special ed services. And there's a place to mark where the parent does understand why their child did not qualify for special ed services. And then below that is a parent involvement section if the parent feels that they were involved in today's meeting. And then also check marks below that to make sure the parent has received a copy of the reports a copy of an IEP, and then their parent rights or their procedural safeguards. So the last page in part two of understanding the pages of an IEP is the parent consent page. I hope this overview gives you a closer look and a better understanding of an IEP. All right, just to recap, 
IEP 101, part two, understanding the pages of an IEP series. We talked about number one, goals, two, service page, three, educational setting, four, notes, five, emergency circumstance, and then six, the parent consent form. If you have any questions about the pages of an IEP, hop on over to my free private Facebook group. If you're not part of the community yet, go over to www.facebook.com backslash groups backslash stepping into special ed or click on the link in the show notes and answer the questions to get access into the group. And then again, if you want to become an insider and be the first to know when a weekly episode drops, any updates and offers, join the email list now. The link will also be in the show notes. All right, my friends, I'll talk to you next time for another episode of Stepping Into Special Education. Take care and have a great week. Hey, before you leave, if you felt this show taught you something and got you one step closer to where you want to be, please leave me a quick review and follow this podcast. It is the best thing you can do to keep the show going. Also, be sure to join my free Facebook group. You'll be able to connect with me and get support from fellow educators just like you. Remember that you do make a difference and that there's always that one student that can't wait to see you every single day. Till next time, my friend. Take care.